business, finance, and economics. This is Finance Fridays, real economics for real life. You're listening to episode two. Who are you going to call? Rishi Sunak. We're going to be assessing the summer economic updates delivered by UK Chancellor Rishi Sunak. Also, Australia under lockdown again. And is the online retailer Boohoo engaging in modern day slavery? This and much more on Finance Fridays. Let's get into it. So as we know, due to the lockdown measures implemented by the UK government to contain or mitigate the spread of the coronavirus back in March, this is having a severe impact on the global economy and indeed the UK economy as well. Causing the UK economy to effectively grind to a halt affecting many businesses and households alike. Here are some numbers that perfectly illustrate just how bad it is. Figures from the ONS, that's the Office for National Statistics, show that UK GDP shrank by 2.2% in the first three months of 2020. This first quarter contraction is now the biggest drop in GDP since 1979. The services sector, which accounts for about three-quarters of UK GDP, shrank by a record 2.3%. The most recent ONS monthly figures show that GDP plummeted by 20.4% during the month of April alone. 20.4% of GDP wiped out in one month. This is the largest drop in GDP in a single month since records began. Now think about this. The 20% contraction seen in April 2020 is three times, three times greater than the decline seen during the whole of the 2008 global financial crisis. That's absolutely crazy. One month is three times the size of the plummet in GDP during the 2008 financial crisis. Mind boggling. In fact, this is the deepest recession seen in Britain for over 300 years. Wow. So, given all the stats I just gave, the question on everybody's lips was how would the Chancellor of the Exchequer respond? Would he come out all guns blazing, like a rapper in a strip club? Or would he be more cautious and hold his powder dry until the autumn statement later this year? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a quick rundown of his proposals, identifying the winners and losers, and then you can judge for yourselves. To begin with, here's a quick summary of Chancellor Sunak's measures and their costs. Measure number one, the job retention bonus. This aims to protect workers returning from furlough with a bonus of £1,000 per employee paid out to businesses for each employee they return to work. Total cost, up to £9.4 billion. Measure number two, the Kickstart program. This aims to create jobs for young people, mainly those aged between 16 and 24 years old, who for your information, are actually 2.5 times more likely to work in the most badly affected industries. Think hospitality, travel and tourism, etc. Essentially, the government will pay for the wages of these new young employees for six months. Total cost, £2.1 billion. Also, there's no cap on this scheme. 
Measure number three, boosting work searches, skills and apprenticeships. Job centre work coaches will be doubled. Apprenticeships will be supported by bonuses for companies. Firms will get a payment of £2,000 for each apprentice they take on or £1,500 if the apprentice is over 25 years old. Total cost, £1.6 billion. Measure number four, the value added tax cut for the hospitality industry. VAT will be cut from the current rate of 20% to 5% for the next six months on food, accommodation and attractions. The cut is temporary lasting from Wednesday 8th of July until the 12th of January 2021. Total cost 4.1 billion pounds. Halfway through now, measure number five, the eat out to help out vouchers. This is a government backed 50% discount on restaurant meals to a maximum of £10 off per head across the country during the month of August between Mondays and Wednesdays. Total cost, £500 million. Measure number six, infrastructure spending. This is the New Deal Build, Build, Build initiative proposed by the Prime Minister to spend on schools, hospitals and roads. Total cost, £5.6 billion. Measure number seven, public decarbonisation. This scheme aims to make public buildings greener. Total cost, £1 billion. Measure number eight, the Green Homes Grant. These are vouchers worth £5,000 and £10,000 paid out to poorer families who want to insulate their homes, helping to cut carbon emissions. Total cost, two billion pounds. And last, but certainly not least, the stamp duty cut. With the aim of aiding the housing market by raising the stamp duty threshold for property purchases to 500,000 pounds until March 31st, 2021. Total cost, 3.8 billion pounds. Overall, this was a £30 billion stimulus package delivered by the Chancellor to Parliament on Wednesday. So, let me break this all down so that you don't have to. What we're going to do is we're going to categorise each of the nine measures announced by the Chancellor into four distinct groups. And those four groups are, number one, jobs, number two, housing slash infrastructure, number three, furlough, and number four, hospitality. Let's extrapolate by identifying the winners and losers from group number one, jobs. This includes the Kickstarter program and the apprenticeship and trainee schemes announced by the Chancellor. The clear winners here are young people. Losers, well, obviously, Older 25 plus people could be laid off by firms in favour of cheaper, younger workers. Also, they could struggle to compete with the youth in the current labour market as firms look for more bang for their buck. For example, if you look at the apprenticeship bonuses, 
Firms receive £500 more if they hire an apprentice who is under 25 as opposed to an apprentice who is over 25 years old. Now let's look at group number two, housing slash infrastructure. The clear winners from the stamp duty scrap are going to be 9 out of 10 home buyers and sellers. Ultimately, the more expensive the property you're purchasing, the more money you'll save under these new rules. The government predicts that the average stamp duty bill will fall by £4,500 on average. But for properties valued at £500,000, the saving will be a whopping £15,000. When it comes to the infrastructure spending, public services such as schools, hospitals and transport that suffered under the previous government's austerity measures are the clear winners here. In terms of losers, I guess you could point to the £3.8 billion in lost tax revenue for HMRC. Group number three, furlough. The winners from the job retention bonus scheme will obviously include those that have been furloughed by their employers. Another winner is arguably the government itself, or more specifically, the Treasury, because they soon will not have to subsidise everyone's wages, which is costing them something to the tune of £22 billion. In terms of losers, those who have been permanently laid off, this scheme will unfortunately not apply to them. Group number four, hospitality. The clear winners here from the VAT cut will obviously include hotels, restaurants, pubs, bars, cinemas, and their consumers as well. So you and I. The same goes for the Eat Out to Help Out scheme due to begin in August. If we're talking about losers, I do believe other industries will be thinking, yo, Chancellor, what about us? Industries such as aviation, the airlines have been absolutely crushed by this pandemic. Not to mention those who contribute in making planes, such as Rolls-Royce, who are in the business of jet engine making, who incidentally are to make 2,000 UK staff redundant, with a further 1,000 jobs at risk. In addition, where's the help for the retail sector? How about help and support for those close person-to-person -person contact businesses such as beauticians, nail salons, tattoo parlors, and gyms? They need immediate assistance. It can't wait until the autumn statement or the inevitable result will be mass job losses. So, how would you assess the Chancellor's mini summer budget? What's the impact on your life? Perhaps you're looking to buy a new discounted home with the help of the stamp duty scrap? Will the Eat Out to Help Out scheme entice you to enjoy a meal at your favourite restaurant? Let us know by using the hashtag Finance Fridays. Now, from the United Kingdom to Down Under in Australia, because the federal government, led by Prime Minister Scott Morrison, were forced to reimpose lockdown measures on the two largest states in the country, i.e. New South Wales and Victoria, after a surge in coronavirus cases. In fact, the border between the two states and further afield have effectively been shut down. Nobody is allowed to leave nor enter Victoria or New South Wales 
for at least six weeks. The reason I was particularly interested in this story is that Australia, amongst Western developed economies, currently holds the record for the longest time period, 29 years, without experiencing a recession. A recession, in this case, is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Think of that. That's a remarkable achievement. They survived the 1997 Asian financial crisis. They were unscathed by the 2008 global financial crisis. But it's looking increasingly likely that this virus will end that run, especially after their two economic engines in Victoria and New South Wales are under lockdown again. In other news, disturbing news, coming from online fashion retailer Boohoo, owner of the Pretty Little Thing and Nasty Girl brands, is currently under intense scrutiny as controversy erupts over working conditions in Leicester's clothing factories, where workers were supposedly earning as little as £3.50 an hour. I had to do a little bit of investigative journalism for this story, so here's what you need to know. First things first, we have to understand what are the claims being made here. Well, the Sunday Times reported damning allegations that workers in Leicester's Juswell Fashions Factory, making clothes for Boohoo brand Nasty Gal, were being paid as little as £3.50 an hour and operating without social distancing measures in place. Apparently, an undercover reporter for the paper who got a job at Jaswell Fashions, was told to expect pay of between £3.50 and £4 an hour. That's clearly legal since the minimum wage in Britain for those aged 25 and over is £8.72 an hour. Okay, so what has Boohoo said about the report? Boohoo which has experienced a surge in sales during the pandemic, on Monday said it will investigate these illegal practices at a supplier because of the report by the Sunday Times. The fashion retailer also pledged to end any relationships with any supplier it finds has broken its code of conduct. In a statement, the company said, we will not, and I quote, we will not hesitate to immediately terminate relationships with any supplier who is found not to be acting within the letter and spirit of our supplier code of conduct. Boohoo also said it was very grateful for the Sunday Times for highlighting the alleged conditions at the factory, saying they were totally unacceptable and fall woefully short of any standards acceptable in any workplace. Well, I don't know why they're relying on a newspaper to highlight things that their own suppliers, but okay. They also said, we're taking immediate action to thoroughly investigate how our garments were in the hands and to ensure that our suppliers immediately cease working with this company. Nasty Gal, one of the brands from Boohoo, told Sunday Times that the company would investigate the claims but said the factory was not a direct supplier. They also said they terminated relationships with suppliers before where evidence of non-compliance with the strict code of conduct is found. The rest of the statement speaks of procedures and checks that management has already put in place, which if the allegations are true, have clearly not been robust enough to stop significant breaches happening. With an investigation requested by the Home Secretary Preeti Patel, 
I think Boohoo had an opportunity here to show leadership and get ahead of these allegations. And this statement will do little to convince stakeholders. Remember, these are allegations, but I'm just super interested to see how all those Instagram models and influencers react to this story. Are they going to boycott Boohoo brands? Or is it all about the bag? In fact, I want you, the listeners, to tune in. Join in the conversation. Hashtag Finance Fridays. How do you feel about Boohoo right now? That has been it for episode two of the Finance Fridays podcast. I hope that you've been informed of Chancellor Rishi Sunak's mini summer budget proposals and their impact on you. Be sure to subscribe from your favorite podcast provider and join us next week as we launch a new segment of the show, the Economy Explainer, as we try to tackle the biggest questions on everybody's lips, including what makes this COVID-19 economic crisis so different from the rest? Until then, this is Finance Fridays, signing out. Peace.